Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we talk about money, how to make it, how to keep it, how to invest it, how to use a team. And I always bring you extraordinary guests that are going to talk about one of those topics. So today, Leanne has actually worked on our team. She actually has her own podcast. So she's going to invite me over there one day. Um, but she helped organize our marketing, our content, extraordinary writer. I know that you know you probably have other things to say about yourself, but she's awesome marketer awesome copywriter. And she's here to tell you how your content can sell and make you money. And uh, as you all know, the book is now in stores. So this content is selling. So Leanne, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for the introduction. And it's so nice to be here with you today. And congrats on your book. Everybody go buy it if you have not bought it already. Um, I had the opportunity to read all of your books, Laurel, way back in the day, and I've learned so much from you. Uh, So it's incredible to be here today. And I'm excited to talk about content. And so a little bit more about me, super quick. Give us a little backstory. Like, how does somebody become a content creator? Like, that's got to be an interesting story. Yeah. And so I guess backstory um, about it was in 2009, I moved overseas and I was living in Kuala Lumpur working for Mind Valley. Um, those, some of you might, those of you listening might know it's a huge company now. And they are an online publisher and they work with speakers, experts, and authors, and they help them take their content and create online education programs, online courses, and then they sell. And so when I was working at Mind Valley, I had the opportunity to work on many teams doing many different things. And I had my hands in lots of different pots like I enjoy. Um, The time came and I was like, do you know what? I want to do this on my own. And at the time, my friend and I started a business together where we were focused on um, teaching women how to build an online business because it was a total male-dominated industry at the time. That has since changed. Um, And then we started working for clients. And as, as we were consulting, I saw a huge gap. Most people were hyper-focused on marketing and paid advertising, which is obviously extremely important, but they would get the sale. And after they got the sale, they were leaving so much on the table because they weren't creating relationships with their customers and they weren't creating programs that actually do what they said they were going to do. And so that's when I decided, what if I became a product, like an expert in product creation? So I've studied NLP. Um, I, yeah, so I'm a master NLP practitioner. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. I've studied with um, someone who actually did all of the sales training for Nike, Levi's and Converse. And so I went on this self-led journey to discover how I can actually help people take their transformational information, package it online, um, make money, have the freedom and the lifestyle, and then also help people truly transform their lives. And so that's a bit about me. And that's been my journey over the last 10 years is figuring this out. And I've had had the incredible opportunity to work with amazing experts like yourself and 
one of the pros is that I'm always learning random things. So I'd like to say that I know like quite a bit about quite a bit. <laughs> I know, right? I know people say, how do you know so much about so many things? And I said, because I have clients in every industry because I'm, indus- yes. I'm, I'm benign to the industry. I just teach you how to be an entrepreneur and make money. So yeah, same kind of thing. So Leanne, talk about content just in general. Cause, so I always say, right? Because you know yeah. me really well, yeah. that this was Kyle and my brain now on paper. And so a book, I always say a book's not that big a deal. You already know it. It's all up here. So talk to those people who have been paralyzed. Oh my God, I have a book. I have an ebook. I have a course. I have a thing. And they're still paralyzed. Like how do you begin content? And then I want to get to the six things that sell. Okay. Sounds good. And so, yeah, I work with so many people, they have a ton of information and they just get in their own way. And so if you are wanting to write a book, if you're wanting to create a program, one of the biggest things, it's like, just, just sit down and freaking do it. Like it's honestly deciding that it's deciding to take action and you figure it out along the way. And I know Laurel, this is one of your things as well. You act, you take action and then you get feedback. And then you incorporate that feedback, you redirect and you keep going. So with content, it's the same thing. I think that people can be very precious about their material and their content as I have been about my podcast. (laughs) And so I get it. It's definitely been something that I experience as well, but it's getting out of your own way and knowing that getting it out of you and onto paper and creating what you're going to create. Like it, I believe that this information has chosen you to come through you. It wants you to be the vessel to come into this world, to help the people that are, that are ready for it. You're not going to help everyone. You're not going to please everyone. So just forget, forget about that and focus on creating something incredible that's going to meet the needs of the people who are ready and willing to do the work around the thing that you can help them with. Um, so, so that's yeah, the I, first thing. Okay, so I, you know, so I teach this concept, as you know, I, I'm not, yeah. not only teach it, I'm like, live and die by pre-orders and deposits as you know yes so you met you you just said something phenomenal which I want to like repeat for people is you just create it get the feedback right so if you get no sales nothing I mean it could be the content but it also could be the rest of your team and systems not organized um but when you said redirect and go again talk a little bit about that because that's why I love pre-orders like we pre-sold this book for almost two freaking years And we kept asking for feedback and get feedback and then we change it and then we got feedback and then we change it. So it allowed us to really navigate becoming the bestseller and knowing that people wanted this content because we pre-sold and then we asked them and then we changed and we, I mean, we do, that's why you and I work together. I mean, we do exactly, but explain that more because it's not only just my concept, you know, it's kind of the, it's, it's critical. And so- Yeah, I'd love to dive into that more. And so I will use a personal example of an own failure of mine. I I spent this this my my past business partner and I spent so much time and resources creating this big fancy program, and we finally went to launch it. We did it did a beta launch. Um, it it flopped. It essentially flopped. It did okay. Like, no, it didn't even do okay. It basically flopped. And so it's like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board and get feedback. Um, at the time then COVID happened and it was a travel product. And so that was just, we're like, okay, well, let's just table that for now. Um, 
But so often I share that because I think so often people have this huge idea and they feel like they need to have everything perfect and everything lined up um, and this huge system created and then they release it and they launch it. And then it can be crickets. Whereas if you get in the habit of sharing things along the way, social media is an absolutely incredible platform to do this with. You have people like Instagram, there's stickers, there's polls, there's little slidey scale bars. There's so many ways that you can, in, that you can interact with people and engage them and actually find out what are their problems? What are they looking for? Um, pay attention to the posts that you're sharing are which ones are getting engagement, which ones aren't. Can you still talk about the same concept, but in different ways and it does better. Um, and so get creative and approach it with almost like research, take the pressure off. It doesn't need to be perfect, have fun with it, put something out there, get the response. Workshops are another great way to, um, to test greater concepts for products and for books. Start to host a workshop. I, I plan on doing this myself. So I'm gonna be hosting workshop series every two months. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna figure out what are the topics that really resonate with, um, with my community? What do they need help with? I think that I know what people want, but I don't. And that leads me to the next thing. Survey, ask people. If you have an email list, if you have, even if you don't have an email list, but you, again, social media, if you're not huge on social media, find your friends, find people who fit your target, target demographic and actually ask them for their input. People are generous. They're willing to share. Um, they want to see you succeed. And so I'd say taking the micro steps instead of just focusing on the big end goal really, really supports people in creating content that's ultimately going to convert, whether that's converting to a sale, converting to a lead, um, whatever it is. And so just start taking action. It doesn't need to be big. Start small and then learn along the way. All right. There are six tips for creating yeah. content that sells. Yes. So go through the six just by, by number, and then I'm going to have you explain each okay. one. So those of you out there, get a pen and paper. And by the way, just really quick to remind you, anytime you have a question or have uh, make want to make a request, go to asklaurel.com. And uh, you can put in your name, your information, make a, you know, give a question, uh, ask for a response or, you know, whatever you're needing. Like if you need help, never a day should go by that you are not getting help in this conversation about money. So this includes where we're going with Leanne. So six tips. What are they? Right. Six tips. And these are based off of working with experts in creating products, but they apply to anyone who is creating content. Um, so I'll run through them really quick. So tip number one, know your audience. Yep. Tip number two, identify the main goal of the piece of content you're creating um, because not all content has the same purpose. Um, tip number three, less is more. Tip number four, you start creating, just do it. Tip number five is you get feedback. And then tip number six is you tweak and repeat. All right. So, know your audience. How do you, so you know, I still teach a marketplace, right? We went through yeah. three days to cash to a marketplace. We do it online. And the biggest objection we hear all the time is I don't have something to sell. And how do I start creating content? So if somebody's in that like real beginner posture, not an influencer, yeah. not knowing their content, how do they know their audience? Yeah, that's a really great, that's a really great question. And so a lot of times what I find when working with people is that you are often your audience 
<laughs> just at a later stage of the game. Um, this isn't always the case, but I know a lot of times we are our audience, our own hangups, like we're here to teach what we need to, um, you know, some of the things that we've overcome in our life. And so think back to you in a couple years ago when you had those, when you had those problems. Um, but typically with knowing your audience, this is when you get into doing um, a customer avatar or coming up with your target, your target audience. And so asking what are the psychographics? All right. Um, so demographics and psychographics. So demographics is age, income, gender. Um, nowadays with everything, it can go all so many different ways, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, so getting clear on that category and then psychographics. And I like focusing on that more um, because a lot of times it's getting into the deeper psychology and the behavior and what are their goals and aspirations and what keeps them up at night? What are those worries? What do they, what do they obsess about? But what are the challenges that they have? And so I think that when you can get really, really clear on um, who you want to, and there's, there's two different ways to look at this. Sometimes you have an audience and you're like, okay, this is my audience. And so it's getting clear on what are their needs by asking them. You can ask them through a survey. What are the challenges? What are their goals? What have they tried in the past? It's always good to know what they've tried in the past. Um, and then you can create something for them. Or if you're a creator um, and you have the desire to create things to support people, you probably have a pretty good idea of what you want to create and the people you want to support. So it's just getting clear, write it down. I've spent up to eight hours working on this before. Like you can go so deep getting into the psychology. I don't recommend that all the time. That can be a waste of time, but have it on a piece of paper and keep it on your desk and have this available anytime you go to make content because it's really going to help you be like, oh yeah, what are their problems? Okay, cool. Well, I can write about that and a tip to help them solve it. And so knowing your audience is really just diving into diving into the ins and outs of who they are, what they're experiencing, um, what their challenges are, and what are the solutions and goals that they, that what are the, the solutions they're seeking and the goals they want to achieve? Awesome. Yeah. Identify the main goal on the, or the content. And I want you to add in here the use of social media. Like when you say identify yeah. the goal of the content, uh, is there different content pieces for all the different social platforms? Like how much do you include that part? Because, you know, LinkedIn is very different than Clubhouse, than Instagram, et cetera. Yeah, totally. And so here, the way I look at identifying the main goal, it's not necessarily based on the platform, but the platform is an important piece that we'll talk about. But it's realizing that, so programs, programs are one thing. If you're creating a program, get really, really clear what is the specific problem that it is solving and how, because I've worked with so many people and all of a sudden they throw in, they're trying to solve world hunger essentially in an online course that is not realistic at all. And what I find is that typically what people think is one course might end up being three courses. And so that's actually really great for your sales, for your customer lifetime value, because now you can keep them going in their journey. And so that's the one thing that I want to say. Um, and so, but getting back to identifying the main, the main goal of the piece of content, if it's on social media, maybe you just want to build awareness. Maybe you want to, maybe this is an engagement post and you want to ask them and get them engaging and starting to talk and learning about them. Um, maybe it is like the survey post, maybe it's educational, maybe it is a sales post. And so it's important to have a really good mix 
of the different types of posts. You don't want to be selling all the time. You don't want to just talk about fluffy stuff all the time, which can be my tendency more so. Um, but it's really important to have that like, hey, here's here's a bit about me. Like on social media, on Instagram, it's so important to every now and then be like, hey, there's a lot of new people around here. I'd like to take a minute to introduce myself and talk about, talk about what the Glojo is all about. And that's my podcast. And so it's important to have that variety because if people just see the same thing over and over again, um, they're going to get bored. They'll start to check out. And so it's really important to identify if I'm going to sit down and write this newsletter, or if I'm going to publish this on LinkedIn, or if I'm going to do this, why am I doing it? And I think that so often we can be chaotic and we do things because we have to do it. And we actually forget to be strategic. <laughs> and so it's like, who are you creating it for? Number one, number two, why are you creating it? Don't forget the reason why you're creating that piece of content and how it plays into the greater system. And so when you do do some of that too, Leanne, where does ROI and tracking a result come in? Because I know we're going to talk about less is more creating get feedback, but where's the money side of this since we're a money podcast? Like how do people track whether their content is monetized? Yeah, that's, that's a difficult idea. Because to me, that would be one of the goals is to create right. a need that's going to create a sale, right? So how, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a really great question. Disclaimer, I am not a social media expert. I will say this. I am not a social media expert, but I am an online marketer and a content creator. And so the first thing that comes to mind is that you want to, again, like in being strategic, let's say if you're creating um, a social media post and the goal is to to help somebody with a certain problem. Maybe you create a lead magnet. And so you talk about it in the post and then you say, hey, and you can go download this ebook or this meditation or this workbook at the link in my bio. And so then have the link in your bio. You can actually use Bitly where you can track the amount of clicks that that link is getting. And then when, it, when they come to your landing page, you can see how is this converting? You can put on the pixels and figure out this is how many people are seeing the page versus this is how many people are signing up. And then from there, um, the journey continues. So I think it's important to know where you're sending people and then be strategic with how you can set up tracking. So when they do land somewhere, um, you can then see, okay, I'm getting really, really great, like high quality leads from um, Facebook. That just really seems to be my thing when I post on Facebook. And, and maybe you're also running ads at the same time. I know I was just reading earlier today that when you're doing paid advertising, it's really important to have organic, um, your organic social media there as well. And it can help reduce costs on Facebook um, on, the, on what you spend on your Facebook advertising and, um, and get more leads. And so that's where I think I'm not a full, I'm not a total expert in like all the pixels and tracking, but you can always work with people who know how to do that. Don't let it stop you from starting to create. I'd say better, like done is better than not. So start doing it and then you can improve over time and know that um, you can even, you can have different URLs for different 
You could have a page set up for Facebook, a page set up for Instagram, a page set up for LinkedIn if you're new to this. And that can be a good way for you to segment and figure out where you are getting traffic from. A lot of these platforms also have built-in business tools and analytics where you can see the engagement on posts and the reach. Um, and so that's something that I always look to personally. Um, and that provides me a lot of insight as well. Like, oh, that did way better. I have no, I, I have no clue that many people would want to save that or that that hashtag worked like it did. And so I think there is the element of, of getting curious and spending time there as well. So talk about number three, less is more. Okay. Less is more. And this is, I probably need to remember this <laughs> at the best of times, less is more. We always want to share everything all at the same time. And it can truly detract from your message. And so if you're listening to this and you're, you're a passionate creator or you're an entrepreneur exploding with ideas and you have so much enthusiasm and you've been on your journey and you know all this stuff and you just want to share it all, it can be like a fire hose hitting people. And sometimes for some people that works in most cases, it doesn't, it just doesn't. And so I know that so often people are passionate about like helping people and they really just want to share it all. But honestly, the more you, if you just throw everything on the table, you're actually taking away um, from the results that, that you'll get, as well as the results that the person that you're selling to will get as well. So this is where, again, it's getting super clear. If it's one, if it's a piece of content for one thing, keep it to the, that one thing, and then know that the next piece of content you create can be about something else. Um, maybe you create a series on something. You could have a workshop series, a podcast series. You could have an ebook series. You could have multiple mini products. You could serialize a product. Like there's so many ways to share the same information, but in a way that's actually bite-sized and that people are going to take in. And this is more important than ever, because I think our average, like we're goldfish at this point, you know, like not quite goldfish, but they say goldfish have a memory of about eight seconds. Our attention span is probably about eight, eight seconds because we're so used to, we're so used to being distracted with social, like on social media. And so less is more, shorter is better. And you actually will get better results. Uh, so create. So, yeah. you know, what? here's, here's, I'll, I'll start with what I tell my clients, right? Because I was uh, telling them to get going is take this little device, hit a record button and start talking and yes. then have it transcribed. So you don't get writer's block because you're typing. You well, I don't like that sentence. And oh my gosh. So I find talk, transcribe, then go back and edit and honestly hire somebody who's a darn good editor and just yep. keep moving. How yep. would you tell people to do it? Like, am I, I accurate it. in my content? creating. <laughs> yes, you are. And so a lot of what I'll end up doing for people is I interview them and I interview them to get them talking because then they get out of their own way and the ideas start flowing. They might stumble, but then it does hit the, we hit flow where everything's starting to come out. And so absolutely record. Otter is a great app. It's O-T-T- ER, um, you, you can pay for it. Uh, it's maybe $45 a year and it transcribes. The transcription isn't perfect, but you can have it on your phone, record everything. So absolutely recording yourself, like starting to just talk, um, getting the ideas out. I also use Descript um, for, to edit my podcasts. And this is such an incredible tool. I think it's maybe $30 a month and you can edit audio, video, and it transcribes everything. And it does a ton of other things. It's the most user-friendly thing I've ever, ever What's used. It called? It's called Descript, D-E-S, 
C-R-I-P-T. Um, oh, cool. And so, yeah, you can start recording yes. yourself. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a really good one. The other thing, set a timer. This, I literally, so look at, I even have this on my desk. This wasn't planned. I love to use an old school timer. You can totally use a timer on your phone, but I love the little, like it clicks. We can just hear the little click. I don't know if you can hear it. It's going to ring now. I didn't think before I did that. Um, okay. There we go. We'll just go to an hour. Now you won't have to hear that ring. Um, but, but yeah. And so set a timer because oftentimes it's just getting started. That's the hardest part. Once you get over the hump of getting started, ideas start to flow. Let it be imperfect. Do not self-edit. Know that when you sit down, you are getting ideas out. This is the initial, you're brainstorming or you're letting things flow. Then you go back, like you said, and you can start to edit. And so definitely just get it going. Um, yeah. And you can always reach out to reach out to friends. They can ask you questions or have a phone conversation with someone and ask if they're okay if you, if you recorded, but it's honestly just a matter of sitting down and deciding to do it. And you just, yeah, put on that time. Timers are, that's been one of the biggest tips that I share with people that they're like, I had no idea it would help that much. It does. It totally does. In yeah. fact, I have a timer on now. Just make sure our podcast is on time. Okay. Um, how are so we doing for time? We have about five more minutes. So okay. how do you get feedback? So give them a variety of ways. Uh, Cause I think the obvious is there's no, no engagement, no, no reaction. Nobody does anything. That's like, yeah. 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 And so we've talked about this a little bit to um, already to begin with, but different ways that you can get feedback. Again, I'd say it's like testing concepts and testing messages. Um, and so this can be ho hosting a workshop and put it out there and see are people signing up. Now you could even have a couple of different, you can advertise the workshop in a couple of different ways um, and see what people resonate with more, what language do they resonate with more. And so make sure that you're approaching something, um, but from a few different angles, so you can see what's actually landing. Surveys are huge. Yeah. Surveys are so important and I feel like it's simple to do, but it's often overlooked. You can do a survey on social media. Again, you could put together questions, keep it consistent, send it to friends. If you actually have customers, ask your customers. I think that's like one of the biggest assets that business owners forget. If you have people that have already bought from you and they know, like, and trust you, and you've built that relationship with them ask them for their thoughts, ask them for their feedback. You can give them a gift. They'll feel extra special. Then you can find out what they th thought about what you just created. And then you can find out what they want more of. What are their problems? What do they want you to create next? Um, I have a friend who's built an extremely successful business and it all started with just being like, Hey, what, what do you want? And she would have never built what she built if she wouldn't have asked that. And so don't underestimate the, um, the power of asking. I'm putting together a survey right now for my community. And I'm, I think I know, but I might not know. Um, and so Instagram lives, that's also, or you can do Facebook live, you can go on and that gives people the opportunity to ask questions, submit questions in, um, in the moment. Um, I will say though, be careful not to fall into the trap of listening to everyone and trying to please uh, everyone. Yeah. And if you are going to go ask friends and family, make sure they're friends and family who would actually buy what you're going to buy. That's why that's maybe one of the last resorts. Like, I would agree. 
you know, it's and like, you don't, and you're different. Don't you find like, I think the most people, especially with money, you're, you're different with your friends and family. Yeah. You're not going to sell them. You're not going to yeah. be as authentic in your pitch yeah. or conversation. So I actually put your friends and family way yeah. at the end. I think they're the biggest yeah. problem. With some of it's last, it's last resort. I usually never talk to my family about anything. Um, and there's a few friends who I know that I can go and talk to because they get it or they would be in my target. They would be in my target market. And so even if they're not super close friends, I know I recently did this about, I'm working on sort of re, um, rebranding my podcast right now. And I reach out to some people who I think really fit into my target market and my audience. And I ask them all a set of questions. And it was wild because so many people responded super similarly. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I'm on to something here. And there's there's a trend. And so be smart yeah. about who you ask. Don't listen to everyone. <laughs> I'd say you can take certain opinions with a grain of salt, but be open to feedback and be unattached because again, like it's that whole precious thing. If we think that it needs to be like this, it can really hold us back. So keep an open mind as well. All right, last one, uh, tweak and repeat. So yeah. we talked a little bit about that, explain that a little more, and then we've got a wrap and uh, we're gonna send people somewhere to keep in touch with you. Sounds great. And so tweak and repeat, this is literally take, take all of the input and feedback that people have, um, that you've received from people <laughs> and incorporate it, listen to them um, and, and, and then put it out there again and test it. And so just know that this is a process, but you can have a lot of fun with it and nothing's ever going to be, I think that we feel like we create something and it's going to be set in stone and that's how it's going to be forever. But just know that everything's always ebbing and flowing and just like your book's the perfect example. You guys got feedback and tweaked for two years as you were building towards something. It doesn't need to take two years to, to actually do something, but just know that it doesn't need to be perfect the first time with each iteration, you'll get closer and closer to hitting the mark and you're going to learn and grow a lot along the way as well. So last question, how yeah. much content, if you want to like really get going, cause I know how much content I create. Um, and I have like, like you, we both, I always say we both don't have an off switch. We could just you know, hit an on switch and we would just go yeah. and go and go. And days later, we'd still be talking about something that we just know. But for those that are kind of scared to get their content out, what's the minimum they need to do say per week or per month? Oh my gosh. I feel like I might not be the best person to ask about that because I, <laughs> I want, so I'd say be consistent, okay. decide what works for you and be consistent. There are so many different things like Pinterest, you need to post 10 times a day and this, you need to do this and like everything. I think consistency is key. And as long as you decide what works for you and your schedule, and you're able to create consistent quality content that is going to pay off loads in the long term versus going through these spurts where it's like, you're there bombarding everyone. And then you disappear because it's not sustainable. Yep. I agree. So Leanne, where can people contact you? All right. So people goodie for them or something? Yeah. Okay. So people can contact me at theglojo.com. Um, and that's the, and then G L O W J O.com. You can go sign up. Um, when you sign up for my newsletter, you will hear you'll right away. You're going to get, um, a list of my favorite podcast episodes as well as some fun newsletter wallpaper for your phone, um, and some other tips and tricks. So the Glojo is very feel good, um, and helping people with mindsets and really getting out of 
their own way so that they can live an aligned, fulfilling life and do what they came here to do. Leanne, thank you. It's been uh, great to have you on Lowell's Real Money Talks. We'll have to do a, a series because you and I could talk for days about okay. similar things. So I appreciate you. So again, thank you for watching Laurel's Real Money Talks. It's been great to be with you today. Stay tuned for another episode next week. And at any time, if you have any questions, go to askworld.com, uh, ask a question, make a request. In July, 2022, we are launching a membership. If you want to ask me questions personally or text me 24 seven, stay tuned for that. Mark your calendar, June 22nd, 2022. And I know I just time timestamp my podcast, uh, but find it on our website, go to askwell.com and join us. Ask any question anytime. Look forward to uh, serving you. Take care. Talk to you next week. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz, go to integratedwealthsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities, we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.